Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, The Love and Dating Gurus with Dr. Dan, an industry expert. I'm very excited about this show as it will bring new insight to our many listeners about the dating challenges in the 21st century and the do's and don'ts when seeking your soulmate. Everything you need or want to learn about the how-tos of dating and relationship will be discussed here. How to avoid being put into friend zone after the first date, being catfish, con, or getting scammed, and so much more will be covered in this podcast. Toxic relationship can cause strife, breakup, or divorces. Infidelity, trust issues, trouble finances can contribute to these challenges. Guests appearing on our show are experts in this industry, sharing their insight about what you can encounter in any stage of dating, getting into relationship, and whatever else comes next. My name is Dr. Dan, and I'm your host for today's episode. I'm a bilingual cognitive behavior psychotherapist specializing in relationship, marriage counseling using the EFT method, and post-divorce strategies when transitioning back into a single life. I provide individual one-on-one sessions in both French or English, and also do group settings. If you need any assistance, reach out to DMB Therapy and Coaching Services at 301-325-1550, and our official website is metalifecoach.online. Today, I'm very excited to have for our eighth episode of season three, a very special guest and couple doctors, Mr. Michael and Barbara Grossman. And just like my previous episode, I will leave it up to the guests to properly introduce themselves as no one can do a better job. Docs, the floor is yours. Well, I'm Dr. Michael Grossman. I'm a medical doctor specializing in anti-aging longevity medicine. I keep men and women youthful as they are getting older so that their brains and their sexuality and their muscles stay youthful. And that's also important in relationship. And my wife, Dr. Barbara. I'm an individual marriage and family therapist. I've been in practice for, um, I think, close to 40 years. And uh, we've written uh, two books together. One's called The Marriage Map. The other uh, book is called, what's the other book called? Ageless Love. Ageless Love, The Sexy Science of Falling in Love Forever. And where we integrate the longevity medicine with meditation and relationship skills. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being both in this podcast. And I'm sure that our listeners, which is probably now 750,000 of them, they will definitely take advantage of your uh, of your advice. So let, let's start with the aging process, uh, Dr. Michael. So obviously, as we get older, uh, especially in men after 40 years old, their um, their testosterone level goes down. They are obviously dealing with other issues related to either erectile dysfunction and so on and so forth. Is there a way for you to kind of like counteract this kind of uh, aging process or is there specific vitamins that they need to take or specific exercise they need to do to be able to kind of delay that process? Well, there's, uh, those are big questions. And the answer is yes, there's a lot of things that you can do. And that's what I specialize in. There are some things that are like magical. And there are other things that are, are work, you've got to do it. So eating healthy, there's a huge variety of vitamins and nutrients that are very helpful for the aging process. <clears throat> and I coach people on that. And that is a, you know, like a handful of complexities that you have to juggle and work on. And I love doing that. It's like playing chess. And I love that. Some other things are really like focused things that are magical. So as men and women get older, they lose their hormones. Men lose them very slowly. It takes 10, 20 years for men to lose their hormones where they just feel like they're old men. But it happens. It happens consistently. 
women, it's dramatic. In a year or two, they've gone from being a young, vibrant woman to feeling old. In either case, men or women, I can get them feeling 10, 20 years younger. That's an easy fix. We give you bioidentical hormones, natural hormones, not synthetics. These are natural hormones that have been in your body since you're a teenager. And it just dramatically changes your life. And I love doing that. You know, I, I used to make people come into my office. That was the rules. But now with COVID, we can do it all online. Happy to do that. People can call my office. I'm in Newport Beach, California. They can call my office. We'll give them the phone number and the address. But <clears throat> so that is um, an easy fix. And the other thing we do is that for men and to some extent women, sexual dysfunction is very common as we age. So for men, you notice sexual dysfunction. Of course, like you can't get an erection. That is like sexuality is over. Right. And 50% of men at the age of 50 have some amount of erectile dysfunction. 70% of men who are 70 years old have some amount of erectile, and it just keeps getting worse. It is fixable 90% of the time. I love doing that. And this is a magical treatment. We have a Gaines wave, which is a vibrational acoustic wave, fantastic to stimulate repair of whatever has been happening that needs repair. And then we have injections of, of growth factors, growth factors from your own platelets, which are, are the, the little factors in the body that when you get a clot, it signals the body, oh, please come and repair this. And we use those platelets, it's magical. And we use umbilical cord growth factors from newborn babies. We used to th throw out the cord, now we save it. We get these growth factors that are really vibrant, youthful little vesicle growth factors combine it with your own platelets, it's magical to repair sexual dysfunction. They say now, I'm not sure about the research or not, if you uh, if you re, uh, recall this doctor, they said now that they're, um, for the baby when they're born, they keep the umbilical cord, they freeze it or something, and they can use that for any other future illnesses, either like cancers, because yes. it's theirs, it's incorporated into their DNA, so it can heal. But if you take it from someone else and you give it to another person, will it have the same effect? Yes and no. Um, uh, when we use the umbilical cord growth factors now, we have to purify it. So we take out the DNA part so that you just gain the vesicles okay. without the DNA. So if you have the DNA that may or may not agree with you and, and it's a little complicated. <laughs> so with your own DNA, oh, is no problem. So I think it is, it's a good thing to do. But right now, most of what I'm doing is just using the non-DNA growth factors from the vesicles. And it's just magical how well it works. It's, I can give you one dramatic event after the other of people have had 10, 20 years of feeling pain and discomfort and, and, and body parts not working. And it's just been just magical. Now for you, Barbara, being in, this, in the field of like therapy for 40 years, um, the common problem that most couple come to you for, um, is it sexually based? Is it communication issues? Is it, um, what, what do you see being repetitive over and over between every couple that you meet? Well, there's all different ways to answer that question, but you know what, what I focus on is how men and women develop differently over the life cycle and how one, when you get together at first, you're possibly probably on the same page and, and conversation is easy. And eventually conversation becomes harder because couples don't know how to talk to each other when there are, when there are challenges, when there's differences. And so uh, for the most part, I help couples learn how to talk to each other. 
and in ways where they can hear each other, where they can solve problems, where they can give and receive what each other wants. It's not the same. Men don't want, you know, it's, it's a matter of our gender plus our unique personality. We want different things. And it takes a while for each individual to understand what, what works, what feels right, uh, what they need and be able to say it in a way that's respectful and nice and, and where there's gratitude and, and great energy. And we, you know, over time we forget how when we first came together, we, it was so automatic to be grateful. It was so automatic to you know know the the very basics about what we want. But as life gets more complicated, where there's children and money issues and in-laws and all of that, uh, there's just a lot to talk about, and couples need to learn how to do that. But don't you say, uh, Barbara, that in the beginning you mentioned that people are like more communicative, they talk, they're excited about being together. And as they grow older together, the communication goes down and it's uh, it gets worse and worse. But isn't supposed to be the opposite because you know someone better. So the communication should be easier, especially understanding their love language and so on and so forth. It should be able to have an easier path to understanding each other better and even think about what the other person is thinking because you know them in a much deeper level. So why do you feel that there's a disconnect between the time that a couple are together and more time they're together, the communication takes a dive. Well, for a lot of couples, when you get together, you're, uh, you're all about relationship. You're all, all about accommodating. And um, as time goes on, um, you know, your lives become about other things. It becomes about your individuality, about accomplishing, about succeeding, or in some instances, um, couples have different roles where if there's one parent who's an at-home parent, um, their, their focus is connecting and service. And so uh, over a lifetime, couples you know, move out of connection into more individual pursuits and it becomes more disconnected. And so we have to consciously learn how to connect and understand each other and make life work together. And so, so what I can add when, when Barbara and I teach classes and courses, and we also have video courses online, what, what, what we teach is that, that, that the couple has to realize their partner has changed. Who they were 10, 20 years ago is not who they are now. And, and you can't expect them to keep being the same as they were. And so now you have to make a new relationship with a new person. And, 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 and you may not want to do that. And, and, and why do they have to change like that? They don't have to change. I'm, I'm, I'm who I am. Why are you changing? You've got to be able to have skills to do that. And, and that's what we teach. But won't you agree that the, the transition that you're talking about, uh, Dr. Michael, is that it's so gradual that throughout the years and years of being together, the, we're seeing minute changes in the type of behavior or the personality. So it's not from one day to the other, the person changed drastically and you notice those changes. We're talking about very gradual and very minute based on their, uh, you know. Uh, no it, it's, it's not so gradual. So you'll see, Barbara will tell you too, that for women, they often explode. They've been <laughs> nice for 10, 20 years raising the kids and now they've had enough. They had enough of this. They're finished. They may be going through menopause, which is also a, an issue. But whatever, for whatever reason, they have changed. They've had enough and they are through. Now, guys can also go through that where, where, where you know, uh, uh, they, they've uh, uh, accepted things being this way and that way. And all of a sudden, you know, 
they might be a doctor and they, they've accepted that, you know, their relationship at home is sort of like so-so. And all of a sudden this young woman comes and works with them and, 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 and is so nice to him and just respects him and thinks he's so wonderful. And, and then he, he gets divorced and marries this younger girl who thinks he's so wonderful. And, and, and that's an all of a sudden thing. So you get these little changes, but what happens, it builds and builds and builds. We need to give couples skills so that they don't explode in these ways. I see. Um, have you practiced um, emotional focus therapy, uh, Barbara, in your practice? Or is it something that you use other method to be able to help them communicate better? I'm familiar with um, that, but I, um, I have my own you know, way of, of just teaching couple skills. And I, I can, I, you know, I operate with a developmental perspective. I see where partners are developmentally and I look to help them understand where they are and, and the skills that, that moves them forward so that they can reconnect as partners and create a new life together. And what Michael's describing, you know, there's there, and I don't know that women are so um, conscious of what goes on, but you know, they're, they, um, in the twenties and early thirties, women tend to be more accommodating because they have to serve other people, they serve their partners, they serve their children. And at some kind of, you know, random time, and at some random time frame, they wake up to how much they've been giving of themselves and not receiving. And instead of just, you know, sharing about it, talking about their needs, they get hugely angry and uh, very difficult to live with. I'm talking about my own gender, so I'm not, um, I'm not criticizing. It's a phenomenon <laughs> that's, a co that's com complicated for the women as well. I don't know that women particularly like themselves when they're that angry, but they don't, they don't see that they, you know, the, the, the dilemma that, they've, that life has brought them to, and they don't know how to transition into just asking for what they want and having calm, rational conversations about their new needs. Mm -hmm. They often hold other people responsible for their, their lack of satisfaction in life. And this transition is, um, is you know, fairly, um, it's, it's fairly universal. And um, I help couples get through that and help negotiate and create you know, a new kind of partnership together. So would you both um, agree, or is, is it accepted to assume that because in the beginning of a relationship, the couples, either the woman or the men, are afraid to speak up because they're afraid of being rejected or being um, talked down or whatever it is. So that's why they refrain from saying anything that they feel deep inside. And then eventually, after the years of being together and the abuse, emotional abuse, whatever you would call it, eventually they blow up, as you mentioned, uh, Dr. Michael. So that in itself will, and they will blow up it out of proportion. They will just say, that's it. I had enough. I'm emotionally disconnected with this person. I'm gone. So if let's say they are building that courage to talk to each other on a daily basis and express their feelings, that can be avoided. Would you agree? Ideally, yes. But I don't know that couples intentionally misrepresent themselves. I think when couples get together, they share as much as they know about themselves. There's something about being in relationship that that causes you to dig deeper and to understand yourself better. And over time you become more connected to your personal history and what was missing and what you want and what you need. And as that unfolds, uh, if you, if you don't catch it on time, it adds up and it builds pressure. Those needs just become more 
you know, more important and it, it involves an explosion often in a, in a relationship. But I think people are, you know, are generally of goodwill and they share themselves as best they can when you first get connected. And we all, you know, when we, we create a relationship, we relate in terms of our affinities. Uh, we don't, we don't look at the underside of life because, you know, we're looking for possibility. So I, I think it's organic and, and sincere but relationship really does get you in touch with yourself. It's a, it's, I call it, it's a spiritual buddy system that gives you the, the maximum amount of feedback in life that creates a stimulus for personal growth throughout a whole lifetime. It's an amazing experience in life. I want couples, I want all people to have that experience because there's no better feedback. It's like your partner in a way is a kind of like a guru and you're a guru to your partner because you have feedback that they couldn't possibly gain from anybody else. I see. Now, uh, for you, Dr. Grossman, um, Michael, <laughs> now, when it comes to, um, you know, like men losing their sexual or losing their libido uh, past 40 or dealing with those erectile dysfunction, now women at their later age, past 40, they say that they have an increased libido. They, they feel more sexual. They feel more um, open-minded. So this disconnect that they have, does that create the demise of relationship? Well, for women, they can have increased libido until menopause. And then when they go into menopause, their libido goes down. Okay. And their sexual function goes down. And so, yeah, there, there's there's a thing, you know, with, with men, they have a higher libido in their 20s and 30s, and then it goes down in their 40s. For women, you know, they, they can have an increased libido in their late 30s and 40s, um, but then it will go down when they go into menopause. So that would be the the common route but all those things are repairable for men and women so we can we can make it work so that is that is a relatively easy fix okay hard fix is the psychology of sexuality and 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 feeling um the emotions that you want to feel with your sexual partner that's the complexity so with hormonal th replacement therapy that can fix the physical aspect of why they go through either those libido decrease at all. But the psychological aspect is based on because they do not have any more emotional attachment to each other. So that in itself causes one of the spouse to distance themselves mentally, emotionally, spiritually from each other. Yes, that's correct. Okay. And that, and that also could be reversed. You have to learn how to win with each other, how to appreciate and respect each other, how to understand each other. And then you can re, you know, reconnect and you enjoy the, the fruits of your, your lifelong sexuality. And so, so what I can add is that Barbara and I have uh, two kinds of programs that we do that are really helpful for men and women to stay connected. Uh -huh. Go ahead. So, one is the, uh, the videos. We have five different video classes, series of three classes, 20 minutes each, where you're getting homework and you're working with your partner to learn specific skills for specific problems. Some people have big problems with arguing. Some people have big problems with parenting, big problems with dealing with finances and, and, and et cetera. So we, we take these big problems and, 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 and we break it into pieces and it's been really wonderful. People get dramatically helped mm -hmm. in these specific areas. Then we have a, uh, a course that we teach that's a, um, five two-hour sessions where we have like 10 couples in the course and we teach them skills, 
have them go into their own rooms with their own partners and learn these skills and then come out and then we share and make sure and then they go home and practice it for a week. And learning the skills is just uh, uh, invaluable and because that is the essence, that's the foundation of making your relationship work. It doesn't change your relationship overnight, but once you have the skills, you learn how to do these various ways of sharing and interacting. One of the things that we teach, which applies to some of your questions, um, we teach us a process whereby each person in the, in the marriage shares how it felt growing up, what difficulties they had with their parents and their family and growing up and what pains and discomforts and so on. And then you share with your partner that, gee, it would really help me if you were to be more like this or like that. And that is transformation. We've had so many couples and well, we've taught a thousand couples uh, through our classes. And we've had so many couples who've been married 10 or 20 years who come and tell us after the class, I've been married all this time. I never knew. That's why they're so sensitive about X, Y, and Z. That's why they freak out whenever I, I, I never understood. It was sort of like, and, and it changes the relationship. And that's really something that's so, so important in relationships. Wow. Wow. Now, um, I know I've read so many books. I've, I've got inspired when I come and teach my uh, my uh, clients about, uh, you know, like communication between couples and all the Gottman and Chapman Institute that they touch about. They teach about the, the five level languages, the four horsemen in the relationship and all that. Is that something that you guys address when you go and and use your uh, or send your your uh, couples to be able to know what there's what is their love language how to avoid the stonewalling the the blaming and so on and so forth there's something that you integrate or is it completely apart from your theory or your practices that is well our, our skills address those problems that we don't we don't borrow from these people directly okay. um, but we you know we we teach partners how to um to plan for time to talk together and how to talk deeply and how to structure the time so that it's it's managed by agreement. It's not, it doesn't go on and on. Men can't handle that. And <laughs> yes. so we understand what men and women need. So we, we have lots of uh, specific, um, uh, you know, support structures for the, um, the communication that we teach couples. Mm -hmm. And we, we believe we understand what what men and women need and how they can come together and really support each other and love each other over a lifetime. I see. Now, uh, Dr. Michael, when it comes to uh, sexual dysfunction and the, the natural products that you'd be able to give those men to be able to rejuvenate their sex life, um, do you add human growth hormone into the mix? Do you add any special um, vitamins that will kind of like do it naturally instead of using Cialis or Viagra or Levitra or whatever it is? Do you like, and you, you mentioned about the wave uh, kind of like therapy. Um, is it like something that goes directly into the, the penis or is it something that they... Um, so so it's, it's a great question. Um, uh, the, the Gaines wave, acoustic wave therapy goes directly in the penis and the surrounding area to repair that. Sure. When we inject the um, growth factors, it's directly into that area. Okay. And, but you can use it anywhere. If you have a shoulder that needs surgery or a knee that needs a, a surgery, 90% of the time, this will repair it without surgery. Okay. And so I do a lot of that. 
But now there are some general things that, that you're talking about, growth hormone. Growth hormone, I love growth hormone, but I don't use it anymore because one is too expensive, $1,500 a month, and two, the FDA and, and, and the government passed laws saying you can't use it for anti-aging. But now we have peptides that are natural growth hormone releasing factors, little injections. There are tablets, but they don't work as well. Okay. Little injections you give yourself into belly fat, insulin needles, pretty painless. And um, I use that a lot. And that works slowly, but it's very, very helpful to reverse the aging process. And that's for men and women, usually over the age of 50. We, we use um, a variety of nutritional products. There are so many nutritional products that can be extraordinarily helpful. And I do a lot of that. Okay. Uh, but the ones that you know focus specifically on sexual dysfunction would be more that you need to be sure you have enough testosterone for men and women. Women need one-tenth of what a man needs, but we usually will give that either in creams, injections, or um, pellets under the skin. It's, it's dramatically effective, but there are tablets you can take. There are herbs you can take. They're all helpful, and they can be a part of a general program, but it's, they're not as dramatic as, as taking the bioidentical hormones. I see. Now, if you would, uh, just to conclude this podcast, what would be the best advice, uh, Barbara, to give to the couples <clears throat> that are going through some troubles, either in communication or, or uh, sex, whatever it is, um, what would you recommend them to do first? Kind of like a, a quick tip, if we would call that. <laughs> well, you want, you, want to, you want to have a frame of mind that you both need to learn new skills and that your partner's roughness and your own roughness is simply due to frustration because you don't know how to talk to each other and you wanna be kind and have compassion for your relationship and, and look to learn new skills. Um, it's, it's, it's much better to make a request for what you want than to complain. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, most of us, you know, our instinct is to complain, but that doesn't get us anywhere and it wears down the goodwill in a relationship. And we need to learn how to share our deepest feelings and thoughts and, um, and dream dr big dreams and make time for each other. And it's important that we spend regular time for each other. And I'd wanna, in uh, following on what Michael said, I'd like to like you, your audience to know that we're in our early, early 70s. And uh, not only is, do I have a hot guy, but we are competitive ballroom dancers. We compete um, all over the country in, um, in competitive ballroom dancing. So we're very active and um, that's possible throughout a lifetime. So, uh, you know, old ideas about uh, getting older are passe. If they don't have, you don't have to get old and, and cranky. You can stay vital and alive for a very long time. Actually like weight training and, and proper eating actually do reverse the aging process. Uh, yes. And, you know, the, and I, I do like intermittent fasting uh, every single day. I do, um, I eat very healthy. I exercise close to 12 hours a week, you know, with uh, resistance training. And a lot of people think, I mean, I'm 50. I just turned 50. People think I'm like early 30. So that actually helped because it helps with your skin. It helps with the, everything in your body. And, and that, you know, I, I find that people still know that there's a way naturally to be able to reverse the aging. Mm -hmm. but it's the effort that they need to put in that deters them from jumping into an exercise program or eating healthy, or instead of eating all this crap that we see on the fast food industry. Right. Well, everything takes effort. You know, the learning skills and practicing skills take effort, but it's part of taking responsibility for the quality of your life. 
And it's important to do that in all the dimensions of your life. We do that frequently in terms of school or work, but we don't put that effort into our health and the well-being of our relationships, which is just, which is sad. That is so true. So, so uh, what I'd like to add in this in this arena is that, and I agree to everything that you've described, is that to recommend things to your audience, I recommend that they go to our our um, link ageless. Uh, lovequiz.com agelesslovequiz.com because that will give you the steps to take to overcome any barrier any blockage you have <clears throat> to a fulfilling romantic partnership and it's very practical it's very easy and it's very inexpensive mm -hmm. and it's real critical to you because the most important factor in longevity after the age of 50 is the quality of your personal relationships. It's mm what -hmm. the scientific research is very clear about. And everything else is good. You want to exercise, you want to eat good, so on and so on, but don't leave out the quality of your personal relationships. Can you say more about the quiz? What do people learn in the quiz? Yes. <laughs> on the quiz, you're going to learn which are, uh, uh, we're going to offer you a variety of questions. And once you answer the questions, you're going to get the, the, the connection to what, uh, to that particular um, class, online class that will teach you the skills you need to move past that blockage in your in your relationship. It identifies the most important focus you need uh, right now to, to grow. And so that's your first step. Excellent. Well, we're gonna put all your links into the description of the podcast so everyone will be able to see it and be able to contact you in case of their need. But also at the same time, and this is just the concluding words here, unfortunately, people, when they go see a marriage counselor, uh, Barbara, it's because at that point, this is their last resort. Already in the back of their mind, they have tried everything, nothing works, and they're already on the edge or the brink of divorce. But they say, you know what, let's try one. So it's kind of like very hard to be able to bring them back from that far out of like being emotionally disconnected to try to reconnect them emotionally. So the effort is much greater at this point. But on that note, that is all the time that we have for today's podcast. And I really appreciate both of you for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to join us and share us your extensive knowledge in the field of dating and relationship. Now, the many recommendations you share to our loyal listeners will help them better navigate through these choppy waters. Now, we hope that you've all enjoyed today's episode. And I'm also very excited about the many upcoming industry experts that we have scheduled for season three of the Love and Dating Guru with Dr. Then podcast, filled with very valuable tips and advice, just like the one that you listened today. My name is Dr. Dan Amzalag, and you may all stay safe, sane, and smart when searching that special someone. Stay tuned for our next episode.